everyone, I'm Christine Bentley here with Kate Wheeler and you're listening to What She Said on 105.9 The Region. Today's show is brought to you by Meridian Credit Union. Expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. And we're kicking off today's show talking to Chris Tobias. He founded the Ride for Karen with his brother after their mother Karen passed away from a five-year battle with breast cancer. This ride is now in its 17th year. It takes place on Sunday, August the 12th. Cyclists from around Ontario will ride to build hope in Markham at the event, which raises money to support children living with cancer. They've raised, oh, I think about $2.5 million so far. It's an amazing thing. And Kate, you have a one-on-one. With Sarah Waxman, um, who is an award-winning restaurant critic, best-selling cookbook author, food and travel journalist, who's pretty much eaten her way through much of the free world and written about it since 1979. And of course, she um, is the wife of the late Al Waxman, but um, an inspiration in her own right. I'm going to enjoy talking to her. We're going to have the latest movie and TV reviews with film critic Anne Brody, who says she cried in the new Mission Impossible. Uh, that's quite something for Anne to admit. So we're going to find out why. Now, lifestyle expert Alina Almeida is in talking Chocolat Favori, a confectionery that has enjoyed a cult following for decades in Quebec, and it is now in Ontario. And closing out the show, performing on our live studio sessions today, we have Toronto pop artist uh, Jack Kelly, whose style is described as cinematic 70s throwback. She's fabulous. Yeah. Now, if you're a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, our producer Alex Simpson will be at the Opera House in Toronto tomorrow night talking to Shangela, who takes the stage at 9.30 p.m. There's still tickets left. We'll have that interview for you on next weekend's show. And don't forget, we're giving away free double passes to advanced screenings of Dog Days in Toronto, Vancouver, Winnipeg, Ottawa, Victoria, Halifax, Calgary, and Edmonton next month. Thank Thanks to Elevation Pictures. Dog Days is a hilarious and heartfelt ensemble comedy that follows the lives of multiple dog owners and their beloved fluffy pals <laughs> around sunny L.A. Now make sure you go to whatshesaidtalk.com and click on contests to enter. Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to whatshesaidtalk.com. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. On Sunday, August the 12th, cyclists from around Ontario will ride to build hope in Markham at the 17th annual Ride for Karen. It's a yearly cycling event that raises money to support children living with cancer. So joining us now is founder Chris Tobias. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, So, Chris, the ride started in 2002, started by you and your brother Kirk, after your mother Karen passed away from a five-year battle with breast cancer. Yeah, that's correct. So what gave you the idea to create a ride? Well, it was interesting. Um, I had always been a cyclist. So uh, I said to my uh, younger brother, Kirk, I said, you know what? Uh, I really like to go for a ride. Um, You know, whether you cycle or do some other activity, there's a simple catharsis to going out and exercising. Mm -hmm. So I said, I want to go for a ride and it's it's going to help clear my mind. And my brother... uh, let's call them the, the marketing brains. He said, well, if we're going to go for a ride, um, why don't we invite some people and uh, why don't we raise some money for a charity? So we started off very, um, very modestly. Uh, I think we had 30 people the first year and we probably raised around $20,000 or so. And, and the most of it was, uh, was from the family. And we grew the event from there. And does it get longer every year or just more people? I think we... Um, we're, we're pretty consistent now on people. And what we've done is 
uh, to answer your question, does it get longer? We did add another distance in the last few years, and it was at it was, it was at the request of my brother and some of his friends who um, who really like long distances. So we're now um, we have four distances now. We range from seventy kilometers uh, up to two hundred kilometers. Wow! And so it's two hundred kilometers in a day. Two hundred kilometers in a day, and uh, probably two hundred kilometers in in maybe um, six hours or so. Uh, Seriously? Our, yeah. So the folks that are doing the 200 kilometers are, are pretty serious about their mileage. I mean, for me personally, the 160 kilometer is more is, <laughs> is more than enough. But we do, we have 70, 100, 160, and 200. So we, we cater to a, a good range of, um, of cyclists. And 100% of the proceeds from the ride are donated to charity. Correct. And that's... Um, that's a real differentiator, mm-hmm. uh, and it really speaks to uh, we're we're a family-run, volunteer-driven event. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a corporate sponsorship now for 14 years from Scotia Bank, so they underwrite our expenses. And what it allows us to do is deliver hundred cent dollars. Um, it's it's really important to us that we're able to deliver those hundred cent dollars. We recognize that other larger charities are out there doing great work, and as long as people are find a way to give back, I think it's important. But for us, the ability to deliver those hundred cent dollars to the camps is very important. So, tell us a little bit about the the different charities that you work with, and 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 maybe something about what the funds actually do. So we're we work with three pediatric cancer camps. So simply put, they send um, kids uh, with cancer and their siblings to summer camp, which is the quintessential Canadian uh, childhood Absolutely. childhood experience. Um, and I think anyone who's a parent uh, recognizes that even when your kid has a cold, you're concerned about them. So imagine parents or families with kids that have a you know a life changing disease. These um, these three charities, uh, these three organizations that we work with, all provide camp services. So it's Camp Trillium, Camp Quality, and Camp Uchigeus. Uh, they have camps in a variety of places around Ontario. We even have a program in downtown Toronto called Uch on the Eighth, mm-hmm. uh, which is a camp-like experience on the eighth floor of the hospital for sick kids. Uh, for both inpatients and day patients, they have camp counselors, and we were one of the we were one of the founding charities that got that started, and that's now quite a big program with full time uh, staff there uh, working with kids. And one anecdote, uh, uh, you know, children that are, that are in isolation, maybe they've had some type of a bone marrow transplant. Mm-hmm. They can be iso- in isolation for a couple of months, and uh, you know, imagine a camp counselor with a walkie-talkie just just playing a board game with that kid. I mean, these are very simple things. The hospitals do great work, but what um, what the, the system can't really contemplate is well, you know, how do you make it? How do you make the experience on some level uh, just a regular kid-like experience? And that's mm-hmm. really where it comes in. Whether they're downtown at Uch on the Eighth, or whether uh, they're up at one of the camps that are spread around Ontario. Tell us a little bit about your mom, because obviously she she really believed in hope. Uh, she really did. Uh, my mother was a registered nurse, uh, so she was always focused on caring for people. Um, she had a five-year battle, so a, a fairly long battle with breast cancer and had a bit of a remission in the middle and then had a real tough fight after that. She was known in uh, you know when it came to chemo for, for taking her... Uh, IV and pole and walking around and talking to other patients and and you know seeing seeing how they were doing. Um, she also um, uh, loved kids. Um, she had a limited amount of time with my kids in terms of being a grandmother, and so for us, when we put all that together, it really made sense to focus on these uh, childhood charities. Now, your children, um, her grandchildren, all of them. Yep. Uh, maybe your brothers also. Yep. Uh, th- Seeing this example set by both their grandmother and by their parents, um, do you see that reflected in them? I do. Uh, they 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 volunteer every year. I think of my um, my middle son, who's now seventeen, and he's a big kid. He's bigger than me, but you know, he the week of the event, he he works from with me from Wednesday through Sunday night. Um, you know, of his own volition. Uh, because he wants to give back, so I think it's an it's it's an important example to set who uh, whoever we are. It's an important example to set for the next generation that um, you need to find a way to um, you need to find a way to give back. 
Mm. Well, well, and you certainly are. But tell us about your long-term goals for this ride. So, f- so for us, um, we'll be here as long as the need is here. I think uh, you know we would all like to believe that at some point the need won't be there. You can put yourself out of business. We can put ourselves. We can put ourselves out of business. Um, childhood cancers are very well researched and very survivable, but kids are being diagnosed every day. So we're going to be here as, as, as long as uh, the need is here. And I'm looking to the next generation of Tobiases at some point in time uh, to, um, to pick this up. I think of our event every year as long-term, uh, long-term training for them. <laughs> now, you, I mean, but the, the ride has raised like about two and a half million dollars. That's right. So far. That's amazing. Did you ever like, think conceivably it would get this big? No, no. I mean, when you start with a very modest idea, um, you, you don't, you don't contemplate that the $20,000 or so we raised the first year was, was great and amazing, but I don't think we ever contemplated we'd be at a number, uh, like 2.5 million. I don't think you can, but for me, the message in that is the, there's nothing, there's no secret sauce that Kirk and I and our families have. The message in it is that anybody can, anybody can do this, whether it's a golf tournament, a tennis tournament, a walk, a run, whatever it is that makes sense for you. Um, anybody can get involved at a grassroots level and uh, put together an event that makes a difference. How many people participate? We usually get around 250. So we're not an event like a lot of people, when they think of a cycling event, they might think of Ride for Heart that Mm. goes up and down the Don Valley and you always see those pictures of thousands of people. So we're not not aiming to be that event. I think it would be very difficult for us as a a family-run uh, volunteer driven event. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're very happy at those numbers. And what I'm very proud of is that we get, um, we have people that have done every single year. Really? Yeah. Which is, which is amazing when you think about it because you, you always get, let's say a little bit of folks will get a bit of burnout mm-hmm. yeah. or they'll say, Oh, there's this another, this other event. So I, th- I think a lot of it is that we are this family run event. We, we bake our own baked goods. We make all the sandwiches. So oh. it's very, very, what's um, the route? Where's the route? So the routes are, are predominantly focused, 90% of them are in York region, and we start in the Markham Village area, and they all work their way up in one way or another towards Lake Simcoe and back. It's very scenic. It's very much secondary roads. We're blessed in York region to have uh, amazing secondary roads that really support cycling. Um, so how do people register? How do they find out more information? Where do they go? So you go to rideforkaren.com, uh, R-I-D-E-F-O-R. Karen.com and we have everything there we can um, you can register if if you're not a rider you can donate or you can volunteer we're happy to have your support in any way we can mm, that, that's amazing um I would say your mother must be very proud and I'm sure she's along for every single one of those rides I'd like to think so I I, I really would and I, I definitely feel her um, her spirit uh, when we're riding yeah yep okay. Well, all the best to you. Good luck. Thank you so much for joining us today and for helping the community in such an awesome way. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. We know you're hot, but are you classic or kooky? This weekend, when you buy a chocolate-dipped classic or kooky cone at Chocolat Favori, you'll receive a second of equal or lesser value absolutely free. Check out their newest edition in York Region at Major Mac and Dufferin. Yum. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. This is 1059 The Region. What she said. She's powerful. 
Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Any bio that states she has eaten her way through much of the free world and since 1979 has written about it professionally is about my kind of woman. And it is indeed a pleasure to welcome Sarah Waxman to What She Said Talk. Hello. Now, Sarah, after decades as an award-winning restaurant critic, best-selling cookbook author, a food and travel journalist, 25 years as a restaurant critic at the Sunday Sun, to name just one gig, at a time in one's life when most people would be winding things down, you launched the spectacular magazine Dine and Destinations, a daunting task. So tell us what prompted you to start the presses. Well, actually... um I, I, I am an accidental publisher. <laughs> the um, the major uh, factor that changed my life was uh, when my husband died in 2001. Mm-hmm. Because uh, for me, what I did uh, in newspapers and magazines and books was my hobby. And, you know, I was never the breadwinner. I was the the cake winner. Mm -hmm. And then when Al died, um, I I quit a lot of my jobs because I just couldn't put two words together. It was quite a shock. Mm. And then after a while, I started to work again. And I just didn't have the motivation. Uh, in Elle magazine, Elle Canada, mm-hmm. I was the advice lady. And, uh, you know, I would get these uh, letters uh, from young women wanting advice. Uh, I slept with my best friend's boyfriend. Should I tell her? <laughs> well, I don't care anymore. <laughs> and I just couldn't do that anymore. Right. So slowly, slowly, I stopped working at all my jobs. I left the Sun. I went to the National Post as a restaurant critic Mm -hmm. and then stopped that. And uh, I I realized after a while (laughs) that I needed something to do. Mm -hmm. So I went into Maison de la Presse to see if there were any magazines that I could uh, write for, Mm -hmm. any international magazines. I had done that in the past as a freelancer. And there was nothing there. Nothing. Just cooking magazines. And I did not want to go back to cooking magazines. I wanted to be out of the kitchen and into the dining room. Right. So I was telling a friend about this, and he said, why don't you start your own magazine? Little did he know. So... My my brother, who is a lawyer, and uh, I and my friend, we talked about it, and they convinced me that I could do it because none of us knew what all that entailed. I knew how to write for magazines, uh, en route, flair, L, mm-hmm. uh, from the other side of the desk. Right. Not from having a payroll and having deadlines for everybody and dealing with printers and so on. Anyhow, I did it. Hey, certainly did. And it has been a very, very steep learning curve. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, our 12th issue is coming out in September. I have a wonderful team. My son, Adam, works right alongside me. Mm-hmm. He's the associate publisher and executive editor, and I couldn't do it without him. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it was in the second year that I was doing everything myself. I mean, everything. And I said to him at one point, Adam, you have to help me. And he said, sure, Mom, what do you want me to do? Drive you somewhere, pick up something? You know, the kids had grown up knowing that I was a restaurant critic and a food writer. So as far as he was concerned, you know, I was still doing the same thing as I always did. So I said to him, I have three or four more restaurants to review. You have to come with me, which he did, and the rest is history. He just loved what he was doing, and now he has become an incredibly intelligent and writer that he has surpassed me 
by miles. Of course, he has a much better education than I do. <laughs> so that's how it how all started. Start. Well, I, I want to talk about this because your friends describe you as a woman with a huge heart, terrific sense of humor, non-judgmental, adventuresome, daring, with a fashion flair that puts them to shame. But mm. most of all, they call you kind. Now, the, one of them gave me one example. Sarah was reviewing a new restaurant run by a young couple. The food was not anywhere near up to standard. She decided not to write a review and ruin this young, hopeful couple's dream. She told them she'd come back at a later date. She had compassion for them. She really cares about the restaurateurs and rejoices in their successes. Do you remember that? Do you remember that restaurant? Yes. Yes, I do. Do you know, remember what became of them? <laughs> no. But I believe that I'm part of the industry. Mm -hmm. I am not here to destroy. Well, that's what I mean. Writing, I mean, writing reviews must be a, a terribly delicate task. Clearly, someone with your credentials, your following, can literally make or break a restaurant. So how do you balance that? I once wrote an article, Can a Good Review Help or Harm a Restaurant? Okay. And in many instances, it could help. But in some, it could harm. Absolutely. I went to a Thai restaurant on Jarvis Street, mm -hmm. that had recently opened. And my review came out on Sunday morning. This restaurant was unbelievable. The woman and her husband who owned it, she was a master chef from Thailand. She made the most delicate, beautiful things that you would get in a fine restaurant in Thailand. I wrote about it. Sunday night... There was a lineup around the block. The owner took photographs. He couldn't, they couldn't f follow up. They, they couldn't uh, feed the people in time. <laughs> and they didn't have dishwashers. Oh he was goodness. running out on the street asking guys on Jarvis Street who were just wandering <laughs> around, would you like a job coming to help wash the dishes? So in that way, it can harm because people will not get what they expected from my review. Right. Uh, there are many restaurants who believe that I help them um, and, and have told me so. I go into a restaurant that... I haven't been to or is new, a waiter will come running from across the room and say, oh, Mrs. Waxman, I served you here and here 10 years ago, and I remember what you ate and where you sat, and it's amazing. So the, the reason that I can have this magazine mm -hmm. is because I always dealt with restaurants with integrity. Mm-hmm. The first year before we started, I went into a well-known fine dining restaurant to sell them an ad. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a magazine yet. We sat down with our meeting, and I was with uh, another person. And the uh, owner said, well, you know, Sarah, a few years ago, you gave us a very bad review. <laughs> so the person I was with figured we might as well stand up right now and leave. And the owner said, and if you hadn't, we might not be in business today because my criticism was not just putting somebody down and making fun of them. It was sincere criticism and suggesting ways to fix that. Mm -hmm. It's like if you have a child and they do something wrong, you're not going to kill them. You know, <laughs> well, you, want them, you want them to be better. They want them to learn. That's true. That was my policy. I felt as part of the industry, I owed that to restaurants. That may not have been any other restaurant reviewer's policy, but it was mine. We are speaking with Sarah Waxman, uh, the publisher of Dine and Destinations magazine, right here on What She Said Talk, and you're listening to 105.9 The Region. Um, you mentioned your husband, Al, Al Waxman, of course. Now, you two are one of the first so-called power couples. <laughs> in Toronto, so supportive of each other's work, huge yeah. participants in, in more city, national, international, cultural and charitable causes than I have time to list here, fixtures on the social scene. Yet you had to battle to get Al a star on the Walk of Fame. It only happened, was last year? Last yes. Year? So that must have been very surprising to you. I mean, the hugely loved King of Kensington, after all, no star? Well, 
you know, I didn't have to battle, but people battled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't do anything. It would be, you know, embarrassing for me to say, hey, give my husband a star. But um, the the board all knew me, and of course they all knew Al, mm-hmm. and of course they got uh, letters from all kinds of people, uh, uh, there were uh, articles in newspapers uh, questioning why he didn't have the star. And the fact is that it's all political. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. somebody didn't like him, and they said why, and so on and so forth. People can can really surprise you, right? I mean, one of your friends mentioned that um, after Al died during heart surgery um, in 2001... The social and even philanthropic circles shrank. People, you know, dropped you. That must have been oh, very hurtful. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all? Uh, I have always had my own friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had um, a full life, and I still continue to have a full life. Uh, you've had an exceptional life. <laughs> I, think, I think it's amazing the, yeah, the things and, you've done. And it's understandable. I mean, if you, if, if a couple gets a divorce... Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, they are no longer that uh, interesting entity. They are a single person. So I am still invited to my good friends' parties mm-hmm. and so on, and I invite them to my parties. When we have our launch party every year Which for are our spectacular. magazine, <laughs> we have 200 people. Oh. Many of them are my friends. Absolutely. Who continue to be my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, what diminished was uh, my invitations to uh, public social events. I find that so surprising, though, because, I mean, to, to me, I mean, Al, yes, great man, great star, incredibly supportive of you. But you, everything that you have done in, in your own life, all the, the charitable philanthropic work, all your publications, um, your writing, your reviews, everything, it's a stellar career. And I, I don't understand. I hear it a lot. I hear, you know, people don't want a widow at the table kind of thing. They don't want a divorcee I, you at the know, table. I, I, I don't get that because you are your own person in your own right and an outstanding career. For many, many years after Al died, I could not even say the word widow hmm. because it, it was like a little old lady in black, you mm-hmm. know? And I did not even want to think of myself as that person. So I just continued my life uh, when I, my emotions were back in order. (laughs) I continued my life doing what I do, seeing who I see, and uh, I created a new chapter for myself. Mm -hmm. If I retired, which people say to me, when are you going to retire? If I retired... I would lose my hobby, right? Which my, and my hobby is food, cooking, dining, thinking about food, learning about it. <laughs> all food, uh, all the time. Yes. It's fabulous. And I would lose my hobby. I would go nuts. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I would have to write about it somewhere. Um, and why not continue to write about it in my magazine? Which, by the way, I am very, very proud of. I think you should, I, I, with good reason. It is, it's spectacular, but it's it's only, it's available online. We can read it, I read it online. But it, it goes into, um, into hotels? Yes. Um, the top hotels in Toronto have it in all their rooms. Mm-hmm. It is in the Air Canada first class lounges, Air France first class lounges, Via Rail lounges. Um, it comes out with the Globe and Mail to certain mm-hmm. postal codes, and um, probably more places that I just can't. Make. <laughs> and this good. year, yes. this year, uh, last year we started to have some French language content. Oh, really? This year we have not only French language content. But Chinese language content, because we're doing a big section on Markham, which is, by the way, the next best place. You should see what's going on there. We are, we're here. We're here in your yes. region. Here we are. Markham yes. is part of us. It's fabulous yes. growth. 
And uh, there are uh, a very large Chinese population, which we feel we would like to serve. You know, this is, I mean, this is what inspires me about you. I mean, you are ahead of the curve. You always have been. You see, uh, you saw a gap. You know, talking about fabulous food in Toronto, which we, I think we are a food destination. Now you've seen a gap in York Region, where we are. And and you are sort of fulfilling a purpose for yourself and for other people. It must be very rewarding to be able to do well, that. Well, uh, I get a lot of compliments about the magazine. It's beautiful. Everyone says, you know, wow, this is Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, we can yeah, have a whole discussion yeah. about that attitude. We, really. we continue to use the best paper stock mm-hmm. and uh, photographs and uh, our writing. Uh, we uh, assign other writers, which I'm very proud of, mm-hmm. and we pay them well. <laughs> one of the, uh, one of the uh, articles this coming year is... Uh, Elko, Nevada, has the Cowboy Poetry Weekend. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I have not. Well, all the cowboys from the U.S., and there are plenty, right, uh, come and they recite their poetry and they sing and they have fun. So it's not just Toronto restaurants that some people might think the magazine it's, is. Right. It's about everything. And Adam goes to Japan Mm-hmm. Uh, every year. He's fluent in Japanese. He lived there and worked there. He went to Cornell University to study Japanese mm-hmm. in, in depth. And he uh, writes about Japan like no one else. When they invite one Canadian journalist, it's him. He is Amazing. their man in Canada. Uh, we write about American destinations, European destinations, France, Italy, and so on. And it is uh, very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, the time has come for me to step back a little. I don't believe you ever will, sir. I can step back a little. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam is, you know, ready to, to step forward. And the timing is good for everything. Right. This is, I mean, it's amazing. There is um, uh, one woman who has been a close friend of yours for 40 years, says, I would watch her and wish I could do that. So enterprising and innovative. A great listener, always supportive. She has never let me down, and I hope I never let her down. You have some solid friends out there. Well, yes, and, you know, I'm very generous with my friends Mm -hmm. because even though I'm not in the financial bracket that I used to be when I had a... Uh, a husband, uh, I feel that you don't have to have money to be generous. Mm. I, I feel that I am rich in so many things, and I like to be kind to my friends. I like to love my friends, and they love me back. Your, Leona Boyd said, I'm so glad Sarah Waxman is a friend of mine because she enjoys classical music. Yes. So we get to go together. <laughs> she said, you know, Toronto's pretty much, you know, you know she is the one <laughs> that she goes with. So you spend, you spend time with them. And I mean, I think, you know, I think everything you have done in your life is remarkable. I was so sorry to hear of, of Al's death when it happened. It was a surprise. It didn't, it was during surgery. Um, must have been devastating, but the way that you picked yourself up, carried on, went forward, and created this fantastic magazine, and that you're still going, it's a it's a testament to you and your family. And I, I mean, you 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 came here as a child to Winnipeg. You didn't speak English until you went to school. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I mean, you know, and there you end up with this fantastic journalism career that is uh, the envy of a lot of us. Because I was a reader. Mm-hmm. My sister and I would go to the library. We were each allowed to take out three books. By the end of the week, both of us had read the six books and got six more books. In the summertime, we used to sit on our steps and there were other kids and we would discuss. We would discuss uh, books that we were reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, reading was like the world. Mm-hmm. When you grow up in Winnipeg, it's kind of small, you know. <laughs> so uh, 
the whole world open. I always felt there was everything out there, and I felt I could go anywhere and do anything because I could speak English. And and you did. And Sarah Waxman, I, we have to leave it there. Good luck with whatever is next on your plate, because I know it's going to be something yummy. Thank you. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. Fashion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit KearnsandCo.com. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Well, Saturday night at 8 o'clock. I know where I'm gonna go I'm gonna pick my baby up And take her to the picture show it is time now for Saturday Night at the Movies, brought to you this week by Elevation Pictures with our favorite film critic, Anne Brody. Now, Mission Impossible is back, and Anne, you said you cried. Was it the movie or Henry Cavill's biceps? Both, my God. <laughs> if you've ever clapped eyes on Henry Cavill, you will know what I'm talking about. Even Tom Cruise admits that he, the camera, he's so good on camera, you can't look away from him. And they share screen time. Well, Tom Cruise is, what, 56 now? He's, yeah, he's and you doing... ought to see him hanging from helicopters, beating someone, free-falling and beating someone. He's still doing his own stunts? Every single one. Tight close-ups on his face at some points just to prove it. But he broke his ankle shooting the film. And you can actually see the cut when he comes back a few months later and completes the jump. But uh, honestly, I've got to tell you, this is my favorite. Mission Impossible Fallout. This is my favorite of all the Mission Impossibles. The last half hour... Honestly, you'll be gasping for air. It's just so intense, and the stunts are just relentless. So who, who's in his crew? It's Henry Cavill, Simon Pegg. Pegg and Ving Rhames. That's not bad. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. And they also have Rebecca Ferguson, and we're not quite sure of her. And uh, I will drop you a little hint. There's an enemy in their midst. Ooh. So they're Ooh. after plutonium. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, Sean Harris, brilliant actor from England, will uh, we'll take it and blow up the world. So they've got, you know, big stakes. You've got this. You've got Rebecca Ferguson, Angela Bassett, Vanessa Kirby, Alec Baldwin, and a certain special someone, co-star. What? Oh, She's zipping her lip. And throwing away the key. <laughs> now that must be court ordered or something. Oh, because yeah. you it's know. lovely. You go, Oh, really? Yeah. Um, now, we're going to have your interview with Simon Pegg on what she said on tomorrow. Excellent. That's good. Excellent. Okay. And he is the only actor to have done Star Wars, Star Trek, and Mission Impossible franchises. Pretty good trilogy wow. there. Mm-hmm. What about uh, the psychology drama Our House? You know, it's not a great film. It's not a particularly great story. But I have to say that Thomas Mann, not the philosopher, mm-hmm. is a young actor who is so strong, he makes it. He makes it authentic. He makes it lifelike. Um, he's experimenting with a machine that will uh, allow wireless um, energy to be created. So a big boon to the environment. <laughs> and uh, so, But it comes at a price. 
Uh, it seems whenever he tests the thing and it gets going, he doesn't notice but there's stuff going on in the background and people die. So it's sort of like a horror film, but in his hands, it's so much more than that. He is so capable. He was in Project X. I don't know if you saw that. Um, and it was shot in Port Hope, which is always mm, fun in always my fun. mind. Okay, let's move on to Carlos Lopez Estrada's Blind Spotting. It's very good. These very good. two pals... Uh, have been working on the film for 10 years. They finally got it off the road. One's white, one's black. They play lifelong friends in the film. Um, the black guy is David Diggs. Um, his entire life, you can see how it affects people on a day-to-day basis. His entire life is looking over his shoulder in case a policeman comes for him because mm-hmm. he has served time in jail, ironically, to cover for his white friend. Um, it's so thoughtful, so provocative. It's smart. The dialogue's great. Um, music's great. And it has a wonderful message. It's really upbeat. This guy is so smart, and he sort of dissects the whole race thing uh, and Black Lives Matter issue so beautifully. Hmm. I liked okay. it a lot. Generation Wealth looks okay. interesting. <laughs> uh it's Lauren Greenfield's documentary. Yeah, and it's it's about people who have a lot of money, and I think the thread that that keeps them all together is narcissism mm-hmm. and wanting to be seen as wealthy and wanting to be seen. That's the driving force behind making money, big money. But the, these people like have their dogs' looks dogs. enhanced by plastic surgery? Oh, my God. It doesn't even stop there. So, so a couple of uh, people living in China, their homes are reproductions to scale of the White House. Another one has Mount Rushmore. Just colossal wealth. But, you know, I find it very scattered because it it goes off into a porn star who, who made it and then kind of a gross storyline. Uh, and the filmmaker's obsession with making it. So it's it's a little bit confused. But if you want to, like, porn out on what money buys people, this is the film to see. This is the film for you. Um, Rob Reiner, Shock and Awe. That's a political drama. Feature. Yeah, about uh, the doings at Knight Ritter News Service. Oh, really? Yes, yes. Okay. And he plays the—he he, uh, directed it, but, but he also stars as the editor. So the thing is, they want to—his uh, reporters want to release papers and cover a story. Um, everyone else is steering clear the government story. And, of course, in the end, they're right. So you're going to have to see the film to see exactly what the uh, story is. Not a great film. Mm-hmm. Not a great film, but certainly interesting, and especially, I would think, to you two for your news bra- backgrounds. Okay. All right. Um, we've got t- oh, time for let's talk, talk about Catherine Deneuve's portrayal of a bored housewife turned prostitute back in the day, and Louis Bonnell's Belle de Jour was a game changer. Um, yeah. And now what is happening? It's being shown in 4K at Tiff Bell Lightbox, and that is something to see. Absolutely. Um, okay, so we have to leave it there, but you can find more reviews up now on whatshesaidtalk.com. And don't forget, we have free double passes to advanced screenings of Dog Days. Uh, that's in eight Canadian cities, and we are giving them away right across the country. So uh, that's up on our on our website. So Excellent. Thank you. Connect with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler at WhatSheSaidTalk.com. Welcome back. I'm Lena Almeida, introducing myself today because Kate and Christine are eating chocolates. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> oh, yes, we are. <laughs> I just downed the last of that. That was so good. This is um, chocolat favori. Yes. So this this has enjoyed a cult following. Absolutely. We, we... So I actually used to order the chocolates online from Quebec. Um, they've been in Quebec since 1979. And like you said, they have a huge cult following just because the quality is amazing and the taste is even better. Um, I it was actually introduced to Chocolat Favori a couple of years ago by a friend who I'm going to say is a very discerning chocoholic. So mm-hmm. I knew if she was telling me you, you have to try this, 
it would be great. And I was hooked. I, well, I, I've had one, and I'm hooked. Yeah. Mm, mm. Like, I'm about to have a second. So <laughs> yeah. just continue interviewing sure, yourself. I'll, I'll you? just... <laughs> um, so, so what is it in, in that makes them jig- I mean, The chocolate is excellent. Yes. So it's real chocolate, number one. So um, they're now in Ontario, which is, of course, the big news why I'm here, because now I no longer have to order online. I can just drive up the street to the mm-hmm. Bond store when I'm here, and I do very often. <laughs> <laughs> well, you come indulge. here, do an interview, and then go home via the... A major Mac and Dufferin and, and I take drop the scenic route. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really what, what is it that makes them? I mean, I think it's the quality a- that 100%. So all of the recipes and confections are actually developed by Quebec master chocolatiers um, at Chocolat Favori, and they're recognized leaders in the world of chocolate. Um, there are no preservatives in the chocolate, and they also have. Um, real dip chocolate for their ice cream cones and fondue. And they're made with pure cocoa butter chocolate with no vegetable oil added to dilute it. So you're just getting the good stuff. And I think that when you eat pure chocolate, when, you know, when the ingredients are so high quality, you really do taste the difference. I, I can taste the difference. So let's go, let's go back, dial back a bit. Ice sure. cream? Yes. <clears throat> so actually, if you're listening right now, this weekend, July 27th to 29th, if you go into any Chocolat Favori store in Ontario, you can actually get two for one of their hand-dipped cones or their kooky cones, which I'll tell you about in a second. So if you're wanting to try it out, this weekend is the best weekend to do it because they've got a two-for-one promo on. It's on right now. It's on right now, yeah. It's on right now because oh. it's like all day. And they're open till 10 at night yeah. in the stores, right? So is it? But is this promotion on at every... Every Chocolat Favori in Ontario. So they've got four stores, Aurora, Ajax, Guelph, and Vaughn. Mm-hmm. So stop by this weekend and try it out and, and get hooked. How interesting. There's nothing in downtown Toronto. Well, very. Aren't we soon. glad that we are in York? Okay, well, <laughs> the city above Toronto. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. They're going to have complete Canada domination really soon. It's really good. So yeah. what, Okay, so this is the, the, the two for one um, is on the classic dipped or kooky cones. Yes. What's a kooky cone? So the kooky cones, you may have seen them on Instagram. These are basically, you know, your cones that have a plethora of amazing toppings, and they're kind of kooky. So if you're going in for the first time, I would say try the wild blueberries or cotton candy. They're they're two of the favorites. But if you're doing it for the gram, and we know Mm -hmm. a lot of people do it for the gram, you definitely want to try the cookies and cream or the s'mores. But essentially, it's starting out with their signature all-dairy ice cream. It's being dipped in pure chocolate, and then it's being adorned with, you know, again, anything that you can really set your heart on. And it's so good. It's I, I'm, I'm almost drooling right now thinking about it. And the thing, the other thing you forgot to mention, fondues. Yes. Their fondues are phenomenal, and they're available in 22 flavors. Highly portable. So they come in a great tin. If you're going to eat it like me, which is basically putting your finger in the yeah. tin. That's acceptable. But they're great for entertaining. So if you're going up to the cottage, take them along. They make the best s'mores. But do you remember in the old days we used to get... uh you know, those big chocolate bars and try to melt them, and they were never great chocolate. No, and Um, they're not going to come in flavors like mint swirl and maple vanilla and tiramisu. No, no. So I... Yes. Honestly, for entertaining, they're your best friend. My favorite trick is to take a regular old pound cake, cut it into squares, chop strawberries, and drizzle a fondue on top. Toothpicks... You've got the best dessert ever. That's awesome. Now, yeah. okay, so so because you know us yes. and you know our audience, you brought in a gift basket from Chocolat Favori. Absolutely. So it has some great, it has the fondue in there as well as some of their chocolate bars and, you know, just favorites that I'm sure once you try once, as you just did with their fine chocolate, oh. you're going to want more. Mm-hmm. So um, you will have to uh, go on, on our website and enter to win this basket, which we will try not to eat <laughs> before we announce, <laughs> announce a winner. But you can do that at whatshesaidtalk.com. Um, and again, any of the any of the stores, any Aurora, of the stores. Ajax, Guelph, and Vaughn. Right now, this weekend. So Best Friday, time ever Friday, to Sunday. go try yep. it out. Try it out. Take your family. Ha- you know, try the ice cream if, if you're the classic type person and just want the, you know, the dip. Yeah. You can start with that. I'm a kooky cone person myself. No kidding. <laughs> 
<laughs> the crazier, the better. Yeah. So again, I'm I'm going to be in there. My whole family would be there as well. But there's so nothing better fun. to do on a Canadian summer's day than go out and get ice cream. This is it. You know, a Canadian tradition, and, yep. and it's been such a tradition in Quebec for so long. I'm so excited. It's in Ontario now. What's the website? The website is chocolatfavori.com. So that's C-H-O-C-O-L-A-T-S. F-A-V-O-R-I-S. Bingo. Excellent. A chocolat favori. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lena. Thanks for having Come me. Come again. Bring chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. We know you're hot, but are you classic or kooky? This weekend, when you buy a chocolate-dipped classic or kooky cone at Chocolat Favori, you'll receive a second of equal or lesser value absolutely free. Check out their newest edition in York Region at Major Mac and Dufferin. Yum. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. Fashion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com slash TC or call 416-340-7270. This is 105.9 The Region. What she She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Listening to is nothing by Toronto's own Jack Kelly. Welcome to what she said. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Your style is described as cinematic '70s throwback. Tell us how you got started in the music industry in the first place. Uh, well, I've I've been making music pretty much my entire life. Um, this project is definitely geared more towards those kinds of influences. So, uh, Serge Gainsbourg was a huge um, starter for me, and then uh, anywhere between Blondie and the Bee Gees, basically. So th- those are the main inspos for this, yeah. Blondie to the Bee Gees, that's the- quite a range. <laughs> Super right. disco. Well, I mean, you know, if you love music, you love music, yeah. right? Inspired by anything. Um, I want to know uh, your name. It's spelled J-X-C-K-K-X-L-L-Y. What's yes. going on there? Well, the name is actually claimed by an, uh, an actor from the 30s. So I just put a stylistic twist on it. It's really not that interesting. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, we think it is. Uh, it, it is. Uh, figuring out how to pronounce it was, yeah. uh, was interesting. Now, you've got t- two songs out. Yes. So one of which you're going to be performing in a moment. They're mm. said to the, embody the notions of artist disdain for the superficiality of society. So 
Tell us about the inspiration for that. Oh, well, I mean, I'm a millennial, and um, as much as I try to deny it, I am. And it's a challenge to live in today's society. There's a lot of contradictory messages that are happening, and mm-hmm. um, that's that's kind of what the songs touch on. As in what, for example? Body image, uh, mm-hmm. politics, mm-hmm. Um, feminism. Gender. Gender. And it keeps mm-hmm. going. Yeah. So, uh, And you've got an upcoming EP? Yes, it's going to be out on uh, August 24th. It's called Revolution, which is obviously tied into the same themes, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think this is exciting because you're going to be um, at the CNE Band Shell on mm-hmm. August 18th uh, supporting Nancy Wilson of yes. Heart. Yes. Love Heart. I, I think everybody does. Yeah, that'll, mm-hmm. be, that'll be excellent. So, How did you two connect? Um, it was kind of a chance situation. I'm just I'm lucky to have the opportunity. Yeah. So, and uh, tell everyone where they can find you online, how they connect and get your music. Um, my website is www.jxckxlly.com, <laughs> and all of my social media have the same the same spelling. And you have an EP coming out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She said that Which it's is, coming out when? That's August twenty fourth. Oh, so just after the concert. Yes. Ah. Mm-hmm. Ah. So that good. Cool. Good plan. Yeah. Are you going to continue? Are you touring? Is that part of a tour that you're? Yeah. Doing? We're, we played a few shows. We're playing. Um, the beer fest with uh, opening for Ludacris, mm-hmm. um, and we've played CBC Music Fest and a couple of other shows as well. So that's excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Thank today. you. What she said, we'll be back tomorrow at noon, right here on 1059 The Region, and singing us out now in our live studio session. Here is Jack Kelly performing Nancy. Nancy walked in, married to God. Fine religion, fine religion for us all. Jesus save me, Jesus save me from myself. Jesus save me, Jesus save me from myself. Cause I just wanna get high, get high, get high, get high on life. Get high, get high, get high, get high on life. Keep on running, silver suits and vagabonds. Keep on running, the solution's dead and gone. Someone help me, someone help me with this stress. Someone help me, I'm being held, being held under duress, yeah, cause I just want to get high, get high, get high, get high on life, get high, get high, get high, get high on life. and sin and redemption but what's bad can feel so good so wrapped up in sin and redemption but what they say is bad can feel so good a victim of society i don't ever want to be a victim of society i don't ever want to be A victim of society, I don't ever want to be. Get high, get high. Get high, get high. Get high, get high. Get high. I just want to get high. Get high, get high, get high. I just want to get high. Get high. 
get high, get high. I just want to get high, get high, get high, get high on We know you're hot, but are you classic or kooky? This weekend, when you buy a chocolate-dipped classic or kooky cone at Chocolat Favori, you'll receive a second of equal or lesser value absolutely free. Check out their newest edition in York Region at Major Mac and Dufferin. Yum. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.